We're in Perak Tes Zion, Mishnah Dalit. Says the Mishnah, we're going to talk about um, different ways that a person could die in water. Nafalamayim, bein sheyesh lehen sof, bein she'ein lehen sof, ishto asura. Um, a person falls into water. It doesn't make a difference if the water is water which is yesh lehen sof or ein lehen sof. Either way, the wife is not allowed to go and get married. Maim sheyesh lehen sof literally means maim that has an end. Maim she'ein lehen sof means maim water that does not have an end. Water that has an end means that we can see the shore all around. For example, a pond, a small lake, where we could see anywhere that this person might exit the water and come up alive on dry land, we would be able to see it. That's called Maim Shiyesh Lehem Sof. Maim Shiyesh Lehem Sof means we cannot see the um, different, uh, we can't see all of the borders, all the beaches, all the sides of the water, like if you're in the middle of the ocean. So um, this opinion, this first opinion, which we'll see is Rabbi Mayer, is that either way, if a person falls in, um, so there is a possibility that they survive and the wife remains usher. Amar Rabbi Meir, Ma'iseh be'echad shenafal lebor ha'gadol, va'ala la'achar shloshi yamim. Says Rabbi Meir, there was a case one time when someone fell into a large cistern and he came out after three days. So Rabbi Meir is telling us that even there where it's ma'im she'yesh lehem sof, that we could see the edges, the borders of the water, still Rabbi Meir is concerned that a person can survive in water for a very long time and therefore he won't let the wife go and get remarried until we have, that's not concrete enough evidence that the man has died, simply that he was in the water and we didn't see him come out. Rabbi Yossi is going to disagree, and Rabbi Yossi is bringing us a case of a blind man who went down to do a tvila, a mikvah, in Amara, a type of a water found in a cave. And the person who was um, letting him down went, who was pulling him like his companion, went after him. They stayed there long enough that nobody would be able to survive in water. And then they let their wives of those two men go and get remarried. So he's arguing on Rabbi Meir that in a case of Mayim Sheyeshla himself, that we could see the borders of the water. And if these people survived and had come out, we would know about it. If they stay there long enough that we think it's reasonable that they cannot survive, Rabbi Yossi will allow the wife to go get remarried. Rabbi Meir still will not. Rabbi Meir is concerned that perhaps you can survive in water longer. A different type of a case happened once in a place called Asya with a certain man who they took a rope and they lowered him down into the sea. And when they pulled him back up, the only thing that came back up in their hands was his leg. The Chachamim say that if the leg that we pulled up out of the water was from the knee joint and up, meaning it was a portion of the leg which was greater than up to the knee, so then she's allowed to go get remarried because we assumed that that guy is going to die. 
if it was from the knee joint and down, that's the part of the leg that we took. So we said, we say that a person could survive such an injury, and since it's Maim She'ein himself, it was the sea, and we can't see the borders, so we have to be concerned that maybe he came up onto dry land somewhere where we didn't see. And therefore the wife cannot go get remarried. Mishnah Afilu Shama Minanashim Omros Meis Ish Ploni Dayo. Even if we hear um, that the man in question has died because women are talking about it, even though they don't come in to testify directly, but they're just saying so-and-so died and talking about it, that's enough for that person who heard that to come tell us, the court, and we'll let the um, woman go get remarried based on that conversation. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Afilu Shama Minitinokes Omrim, that also is enough. Rabbi Yehuda says, even if um, this person who's coming to court to tell us that the man died, the way that he heard about it was that he heard about it because some youngsters were speaking about it and saying that we went to the hesped and to the kvura, to the burial of the person in question. Um, so then also that's enough, even if it's, it's only children. The Gemara makes clear over here that it has to be that they were coming just now from the Hesped, from the eulogy and from the Kvura, from the burial, um, saying this. And it has to be also that they talked about specifics of the funeral, which rabbis were there, what exactly was said. You have to have more detail because sometimes children like to play games. They'll be burying ants or they'll be burying grasshoppers and calling it by a name. And um, it's not actually, they're not actually talking about a real burial or a hesped of a person. So you have to be clear that that's what they're talking about. But the Chiddush in both cases is that that's enough. This kind of conversational talk is enough um, for us, for um, the edus, for the testimony needed to allow this woman to go get remarried. It doesn't matter whether he is miskaven or not meaning that whether the person in, who's talking about it intends to give testimony or doesn't intend to give testimony, rather just having like a neighborhood conversation, either way, that's enough for us to allow the woman to go get remarried. Rabbi Yehuda ben Baba Omer b'Yisrael ad miskaven, im haya miskaven, ain eduso edus. Rabbi Yehuda ben Baba says, by a Jew, it is um, two ways to read this. One would be that it has to be that he is miskaven, or one, one way to read it, that he intends to give testimony. The other way to read it is that um, he is, even if he intends to give testimony, meaning for a Jew it could be either way, whether he gives testimony or doesn't give testimony. But it's clear on the side of a non-Jew what Rabbi Yehuda ben Baba means is that if the non-Jew intends to give testimony, that won't count. The hearsay of a non-Jew, meaning if we heard non-Jews having conversations about so-and-so dying, having been at the funeral, etc., etc., like we saw in the beginning of the Mishnah, so that would pass. And somebody who overheard such a conversation and came to court and told us about that, that would be acceptable as testimony and we would allow the woman to go get remarried. But if the non-Jew intends to come into court to give testimony, that we won't accept because we don't allow a non-Jew to come and give testimony. The non-Jew has to be overheard talking what's called Messiah Lefitumo in an innocent, um, sort of everyday kind of a way. And that conversation being overheard could then be an acceptable type of testimony in court. That's the end of Mishnah Hay.